The headlines are here. You know the drill. Ice cream melting at alarming rate, says magma creature. Lord Dodecahedron denies being polyhedral. And podcast listeners are seriously wonderful people. Welcome to the campaign trail. Good evening. The Prime Minister gave a speech at the Great Alliance today, outlining his plans for Dar North's membership of the International Bloc. He told the assembled delegates that the rich history of the nation would be respected, as would new innovations. Meanwhile, ancient prophecies are causing difficulties for the Foreign Office. A legendary immortal warrior known as Chickenfoot has been discovered, and the campaign team have decided to take the boy under their wing. Oh, God, that's bad. Uh, We begin in Mr T's office. Uh, Timmy is sat in a chair, propped up with a couple of pillows. He has an oversized lollipop and a propeller hat. Uh, Mr. T himself is behind the desk, his uh, top hat uh, on one side, revealing his large, bushy hair. He leans back, steeples his fingers, and looks directly at you, Agrilad, and says, So, let me see if I understand you, Mr. Agrilad. You believe my ward, little Timmy here, is actually the reincarnation of a legendary monk hero called, uh, let me check my notes, Chickenfoot. Aye, the legendary immortal Chickenfoot. And you believe this because of some strange birthmark on his chest. It's all a bit beyond me, I'm afraid, Mr. Agrilad. Aye, the mark of long This is all a bit unexpected, I must say, my good man. Do you have any, oh, I don't know, experience looking after children? That depends. Do you have any family, for instance? I don't have a family of my own, but I did look after some kids when I was up at the monastery. Ah, good. I'd take them up the mountain every morning, bring them back down the mountain in the evening, and when they got older, I'd milk them. (laughs) He stares at you for a minute. You do what? Oh, kids, as in goats. Ah. Aye, kids. kids. (laughs) Right. I'm simultaneously relieved and horrified. I suppose I should ask, therefore, what qualifies you to take little Timmy under your wing? Unless thou's got some other monk of the Great Egg hiding under your desk, I'm the only one around here who can teach him. I see. Well, that's settled then, isn't it? Well, you could send him off to Frozen North, but it's a bit of a journey and, and he'd have to walk because eagles can't be trusted. The Frozen North is a rather politically volatile place at the moment. Is it? Oh, yes. The Dark Lord rules in the Frozen North. I mean, Barry. The express purpose of the Great Alliance is to defend the world from the Dark Lord's advances and also to garner international cooperation, understanding, and solidarity. Plus. Well, I know Barry's a bit of an idiot, but he's not really done much to warrant being called Dark. Maybe a bit grim, but not Dark. No, no. The Dark Lord. As in the political leader of the Angerlands, you know? 
rules of an iron will and terrible cruelty and has done so for a thousand years. Oh, that Dark Lord. Oh, right, not Barry then. Yes. Many of us lost people we loved to her many attempts to conquer the GA. I had a family once upon a time. I understand we have that in common, Mr. Agrilad. Aye. Aye, I lost my family in a mountain. I had a wife, of course. But they took her in a divorce. Now, if I am to hand uh, Timmy over what? to you... What? They took... I need some assurances. Safety precautions, meal provisions, that sort of thing. He mostly likes sweets, but only as a treat. And you see Timmy, like, opening a second oversized lollipop and starting on it. Don't worry, lad. I'll take good care of him. I'll make sure he eats proper food like what I does. I worked out how to make my own sweets, Mr. Aguilad. I made polo mints in my house. Would you like one? It'll help you see faster. See faster. Yes, don't eat his inventions. He's uh, Mr. T is like awkwardly shuffling his um, papers. In his... Well, child endangerment isn't a crime. I'm fairly sure of that. So I suppose I can let you go with a clear conscience. Just make sure he eats his greens and only fights the really cool monsters. I want him to bring me some excellent stories. No lame monsters, Aquilad. I mean it. If I hear that my little Timmy has been fighting some boring old blob monster, I will use the whole force of the Thirteen Nations to hunt you down and see you torn limb from limb. Okay, you can now go. And he starts doing some paperwork. He really don't understand what being political is all about, does he? <laughs> uh, as you head out of uh, Mr. T's office, uh, Timmy like just follows you, um, buzzing the little uh, propeller on top of his cap. When you say you're gonna, I Victrina. You say you're gonna feed it properly, right? That is going to be a diet that doesn't entirely consist of black pudding, Yorkshire pudding, and whippets, right? <laughs> What's black pudding? It's like sausage. I like oh, sausage. You know, I eat good proper dwarven food, I Props. do. Oh, that's... You elves. That's always causing trouble <laughs> you, with dwarves, that is. You can't feed him rocks. You have to make sure that he has, you know, a good mix of... It's dairy, not rocks. Um, greens, dairy, uh, protein and dairy. I it's not you might rocks. Get onto the dairy. It's rock candy. Tastes like rocks. Uh, Timmy sort of grabs your arm, Aqualad. Uh, I think he's actually like slightly taller than you, um, because you're a halfling. Uh, and he says, "So what's my first lesson, Mister Aqualad? Are you going to teach me how to do a kickflip?" Well, first, lad, what I got, what that's got to learn is how to carry thy elder's stuff. Ah, I can carry lots of stuff. I'm really, really strong. I have no doubt about it, lad. Uh, we are in a bit of a quandary here because Aqualad, as a monk, do you have a lot of stuff for him to carry? No, but I'm not his elder. Everybody uh, else is. <laughs> That's fair, are you, are actually. Yeah, that is. No, no, because he's been reincarnated. Probably, but ev- everyone like else is but, as well. But I'm not his elder. I'm his master. Ah, surely he's a good distinction. If he's thousands of years old, surely he's all of our elder. No, it's his soul. What's thousands oh. of years old? Not him. Oh, right. He can carry my stuff then. He's just a kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, he takes some of your like old armor and stuff, Victorina, and is like carrying it quite, quite happily, um, and looks very proud of himself. Do you really wear all of this all at once, Miss Victorina? Yes, yes, I do. But you know, the weight distributes across my body, so it's not quite as heavy as it as it um, feels um, now when um, you're carrying it. I can carry it, Mister Penn. I can carry that skeleton that you've got hidden in your bag, if you like. Hey, um, 
I think he's quite happy where he is. Thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Gagar, lad, you you seem to have your he's own not familiar. Pen is 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 a student. I... There's a difference. Well, I think tomorrow she just goes. You, you forgot about me, didn't you? In the whole entirety of the last chapter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't take cats under the water, do you? Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, I, I don't know if, how um, how Temerity's feeling about this underwater city. Probably very suspicious. This is why I've dispelled her to the uh, secondary dimension, the secondary uh, so she can make letter. I understand. In that Victrina's place. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like fun. Yes. We go Where there. do you think new milk comes from? <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, Victrina, you have an appointment uh, in a high office in the city. Uh, you have a meeting with the business secretary from Scothan who wants to talk about opening new markets in new milk in her uh, country. Uh, and so uh, Mr. T, if you remember from two episodes ago, uh, organised the meeting. And you met her sister in the university yes. uh, two episodes previously. In the, in the cooking and place. She seemed to warn you about her being a bit weird. Yes, I'm, I'm on my guard. You walk into this office and uh, you don't see anyone at first. Uh, it's a nice uh, modern looking office with a big conference table. Uh, you don't see anyone, but there's a tall bottle of red wine st- uh, uh, sat next to a goblet. What do you do? It's just one goblet. Yes. Well, there's nobody here. I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine. As you reach for it, you hear a voice behind you that says, That's mine. You wouldn't want to drink it. Uh, You turn around and you see a weedy Aracocra woman. Uh, She's quite pale. Her feathers have sort of faded, it looks like. And she has the um, bird equivalent of a widow's peak. And uh, she gives you quite a cold uh, handshake and sort of gestures for you to sit down. And she takes the goblet for herself. And, uh... I am Lady Ruthven, Senior Business Secretary of the Sky Kingdom of Scothan. You may call me Ruth, if it makes you more comfortable. Nothing makes me comfortable. Oh, we can certainly help you there. We are the most comfortable nation in the whole of the GA. We are in the clouds, you see. There's nothing more comfortable than lying in a cloud. I'm sure you're looking forward to it. Um, I'm not quite sure how one lies on a cloud without falling through it and plummeting to one's death far below. We have powerful magic in the Sky Kingdom, Miss Victrina. Now let me be frank with you. I thought you were rude. Well, let me put on a <laughs> frank hat and I'll be frank for a bit. <laughs> I have spoken with the CEO of New Milk, Dame Judy Drenched. She has assured me that you are completely on board with her plans for a new factory. But I wonder if you are. This new factory could take jobs out of Darnorth. Worker regulations are much more relaxed in Scothan. We do not treat our people like children. They are valued and respected stock... I mean, um, citizens... We take care of them so they do not spoil. Huh. Much like new milk. Can you guarantee that you will not fight for unnecessary factory safety regulations? I find that safety um, is important in factories because otherwise um, the low-flying blood gets in the milk and then you can't drink it. 
She makes a note and uh, looks a little perturbed. Another issue that has been raised. Have any studies been carried out into the medicinal qualities of new milk? I believe there are ongoing studies into the medicinal qualities of new milk. I can personally vouch for its deliciousness and health-giving properties when made in the correct way, not with low-flying blood or sticky-fingered children in it. Perhaps it would be better if such studies were to remain out of public view. Don't you agree? Wouldn't want people getting all sorts of ideas. I believe the public have a right to know what they're consuming. And obviously new milk is above board. There are certain parties within Scothan that would not permit such medicines to come in under the radar. We have a very profitable arrangement with certain pharmaceutical companies and maintaining a safe and secure flow of medicine is essential to our nation. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that new milk is medicine. Good. I would say that it has health-giving properties. Less good. But it's clearly not subject to the same regulations that actual medicines are. That is good to hear. Best to keep such ideas under wraps. Uh, she stands up and uh, reaches a hand out to you. I look forward to doing business with you, Miss Crested Greep. New milk will help build a new world. Well, I'm, I'm all for building a new world on the back of the unfair practices of the old but you, one. you wouldn't happen to... Um... And she starts like licking her beak and looking almost salivating. Do you have any on you? I should dearly like a taste. Just once. Just a draw. I'm afraid I don't have any for for consumption. Uh, She squeezes your hand a little tighter. (sighs) Please, just one drop. Just one, please. No, I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't have any of me at the moment. I've left it all with little Timmy. She lets go of your hand and steps back and uh, looks a little shaken and goes... I'm sure I can pick up some from somewhere. You'd best be going, Victrina. I understand your Prime Minister is waiting for you. And she uh, grabs her goblet of um, wine and downs it and then starts drinking directly from the bottle. Keep it together. Keep it together. Miss Crested Grebe, you may go. Go! I'm going. It's very interesting to meet you. Mm. Yes, I'm sure we will meet again in Scothan. I will look would do it with some trepidation. Pen uh, and Perrin, uh, is, is there anything you got up to before he- heading back to the surface, incidentally? I would like to go back to the bookshop. Okay, cool. Yeah, you head back to the bookshop. Um, the old crone is behind the um, uh, the counter. She sees you coming and goes, Oh, hello, little man. Uh, what can I help you with? I wanted to... I. I would like, I would like some of your assistant's books, if I could, please. Assistant's books? Uh, yes, the, the uh, gentleman who was uh, helping in your shop, he has, um, he's published his own works on that. Oh, him. oh yeah, 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 I got some of his books. Uh, got to keep them locked up because he keeps, keeps nicking them and trying to sell them himself. He's a bit of a bastard, if you ask me. But the only help I've got. Right, uh, give me a sec. And she dives under her counter and you hear like the clinking of locks being opened and drawers being pulled and uh, uh, like a safe door being click, 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 click. 
and uh, opened, and she pulls out uh, a set of three books. She goes, ah, these are the three I've got. Uh, we've got uh, New Necromancy, uh, New Faces. We've got uh, Skellington's What's That All About? And we've got... <laughs> I really should have prepared some good names <laughs> and we've got dead good uh, <laughs> uh, all, all three of them well I, I'm kind of unlimited funds at the moment I, I don't know whether my my um, my party's expenses sheet would well I can give you dead good that's uh, that's a pretty basic one um, better living through necromancy thank you Naomi that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the subtitle. Dead good. Better living through necromancy. It's a good title. Uh, Alright. Uh, you seem like a good chap. Uh, five coffers for it, I'll say. Ooh. Uh, yes. Yes. I've got that. I've got that. Ooh. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, she takes the five coppers and uh, puts it in a nice little p- paper bag for you. Ooh. There you go. That's your ambitious with you, um, lad. And, um... Could I take one oh, of the yeah. others? Oh, uh, yeah. Five coppers each, if you want the others. Oh. I'll, I'll have right. both of them. There you go. Why not? Take them. Oh, lovely doing business with you, little guy. And if you see Ash out there, tell him he's late for work. Oh, dear. Yeah. Turns up at ten o'clock. We open at eight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, I will do that. All right, I brilliant, will. lad. Thank you very much. Uh, Perrin, what are you up Hello. To? I think I just want to. I'm sorry. I think I just want to take a walk. Uh, you take a walk. There's a little. Uh, there's a nice little park, uh, and you uh, have a have a nice little wander around the park, um, and you feel like someone's watching you as you're going around. What do you do? I can I do an investigation check. Yeah, sure. Oh, all right. I've got a sixteen. Sixteen. Um, between some trees a little further back you see a horse and it's watching you with uh, some uh, quite baleful eyes uh, more sort of tired I think uh, sort of tired and exhausted looking horse I tentatively take a couple of steps towards it and then I wave very uh, enthusiastically it sort of, and sort of nods its head uh, to one side sort of indicating for you to look in a particular direction and uh, uh, as you approach, you notice that uh, this horse has quite a lot of saddlebags attached to it uh, that are stuffed with um, things like uh, corn and uh, there's like long arrows coming out of a quiver. Uh, there's a bow attached to one side. And uh, as you sort of follow where the horse is nodding, uh, you see uh, a small family that's uh, having a picnic. And uh, you spot somebody going through their picnic basket. And the family don't seem to be able to see this gentleman as he's going through the basket. What do you do? To speak with animals and ask the horse if that is their uh, rider. Uh, the horse goes, yeah, that's him. Do you want me to I stop him? I think you should talk to him. Oh, I'm good at talking. I like talking to people. I think he'll listen to you more than me. C- can he understand um, you? Yeah, he just doesn't listen to me. Sounds like a right old bastard. All right then, this sounds fun. Okay. Um, and I skip towards this picnic thief. Picnic nicker. Picnicker. <laughs> uh, as you approach, uh, the person turns around at a panic, uh, hearing your approach, and uh, he has still has a bit of cheese lodged in his mouth, and you recognise instantly the face of the Green Lord himself. 
and he his eyes get really big as he sees you and you his arms are like full of food from the picnic basket and he hurriedly like pushes them into uh, one of his own saddlebags and goes oh hey Perrin how's it hanging uh, you want a beer I just found one abandoned in this here basket ah <laughs> that's the stuff um Perrin is looks just as wide-eyed at seeing Green Lord um, and sort of immediately drops any threatening menace that they might have even pretended to um, to have. And it's just like, oh, oh, if you're stealing from a picnic, it must be fine. So uh, the Green Lord um, looks at you and um, goes, eh, Don't worry about those guys, kid. They can't see or hear us. I still got some of my powers. But uh, you're probably wondering why I've graced you with my divine presence, huh? Yeah, I mean, I was talking to your horse and... Wait, why are you mean to your horse? Oh, Dennis? Nah, he's just getting old. Mortal horse, you know. They oh. always get old eventually. Oh, oh, that must be so hard for you. Watching everybody you care about die? Is that going to happen with us? Oh, you're going to die. Oh, God, I'm going to die. Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, listen, we got some important business we need to discuss. So, okay. I've got to downsize a bit. You know, the old green mansion is just too big for little old me to be hanging around in. I thought you loved how big it used to tell me it was ten times as big as my monastery. <laughs> well, yeah, but it was getting a little too echoey. Okay. Understand? So I'm heading to a smaller place. You know, really okay. get back to nature, reconnect with myself. Yes, your your literal roots. Exactly. Yeah, let's From go the with story that. where you were a tree who then was so full of the life of the forest, you started dancing. Did I do that? It sounds like me, I guess. It's what you told me, so it must be true. Yeah, well, who needs a mansion when you can live in, you know, like a tent? Wow, that's in the woods. so rustic. On your own. <laughs> Uh, so, I just gotta get rid of a few things, and, well, you've been doing pretty good, so I figure you could use a magic book or something. Here. And he flicks through uh, his uh, satchel and pulls out a thick, leaf-bound book. Uh, it's green and musty, and it has kind of antlers etched into the front, as well as a picture of the Green Lord's face. And he hands it to you. Is this a self-portrait? <laughs> Hell no. I commissioned it back when I had money. I mean, back when I was distracted by such worldly desires. I mean, I thought you could have chosen just a better, better artist. They got your nose all wrong. I had a different nose back then. Oh, of course you did. Yeah, they grow. I took the liberty of signing it. Now, don't forget, you're still technically in my debt after the whole fire thing. Yeah, um, yeah, can we not? It's still upsetting. And of all my many, many followers, I totally have loads of followers, don't even trip. Of all my followers, Perrin, you're the one I think needs the most help. That makes sense. Yeah, I... Yeah, I can see that being true. Got some new spells in there for you. Might be useful. Oh? Including a very special one. Word of Radiance. Pretty cool, if I say so myself. You utter a word of divine power and cast your enemies down. What is it? What is the word? Well, the word is... Sock monkey. Sock monkey. How did you know? It's because I remember when I had visions of your green mansion, all of the rooms were full of sock monkeys. You told me it was so you didn't get lonely. I said that out loud? Ah, crap. Well, sock monkey it is. 
Save it for special occasions, though. Can I, can I try it now? <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh... Sock monkey! Okay, can you read the description on um, yes, Word of Radiance? Um, I utter a divine word and burning radiance erupts from me. Each creature of my choice that I can see within range must succeed in a constitution saving throw or take some radiant damage. Uh, who are you choosing to take this damage? Just a random passerby. Okay. Passer got a three. So... They are hit by... Uh, they take two radiant damage. Uh, yeah, you just see a guy burst into flames and fall over. Uh, the flames go out pretty quickly and he just goes, ah, ah, What the hell just happened? Uh, the Green Lord very uh, hastily picks up uh, his satchel and grabs a few more things out of the uh, picnic basket and goes, Well, good seeing you again, kid. Stay out of trouble. Come on, Dennis. we got important guard business to attend to. Away! Bye! I think you did really great work making the flames look like a sock monkey as well. That was a nice touch. <laughs> uh, he goes galloping off and uh, horse and rider both vanish in a puff of green leaves. You all head back up to the surface to get back on the airship. Uh, as you uh, reach the, um, the sort of floating platform, uh, Timmy is sort of grabbing onto Agrilad's arm and says, Look, look, Mr. Agrilad, it's a Zeppelin! They're capable of transporting goods and people across vast distances. The principal feature of a Zeppelin's design is a fabric-covered rigid metal framework made from the transversive rings and longitudinal girders containing a number of individual gas bags. The advantage of this design is that the aircraft can be much larger and non-rigid airships, which rely on slight overpressure and single-pressure envelope to maintain their shape. The framework of most Zeppelins is made of dura-aluminium, dura <laughs> uh, which is an advanced form of aluminium. Early Zeppelins used rubber, rubberized cotton for the gas bags, but most left, <laughs> but most later craft use uh, gold beater skin. You're right, kid. Yeah, I read all about it on Witchipedia, the free online encyclopedia that any witch can edit. Oh. Agrilad oh, God, is currently <laughs> sitting on the floor, looking green. Um, so you're standing on this surface uh, where the airship is parked. Uh, Captain Biscuit is doing some last-minute stretches uh, and checks before you take off. Uh, anchored not far off, uh, you see a large cruiser with Darnorth's flag flapping wildly on its prow. Now, team, I'm afraid this is where we part company. Uh, I'll be in touch regularly. Uh, Croc has decided to stay with you and learn how to fly the airship. Uh, what did you call it? Uh, Bessie. And a I lovely believe. airship it is, too. Yes. Uh, well, uh, I hope you do us proud. Uh, we've got a bit of a shaky start in the uh, far-off lands, but I'm sure you'll turn it around. <laughs> Uh, good luck. Thank you. Uh, you are guided to the dirigible and uh, watch as Croc and Gorlack share their farewell kiss uh, before Captain Biscuit comes to whisk you away. Uh, Bessie is humming, the engine ready to soar once more. Uh, how do you spend your evenings together? Let's sort of set, a, set up uh, how... How is life on the Zeppelin for you guys? Yeah, it's kind of tense because we have to spend a lot of time sitting on Agrilad. So, so <laughs> yeah, we're taking it in turns. We've got to sit on Agrilad. As Agrilad's long as he doesn't have now. to look out the windows, Agrilad is fine <laughs> and he can teach Timmy the first lessons of how to be chicken foot, which basically consists of standing in the middle of the dojo on one leg yes. with his arms outstretched, holding a rock in each hand. Let's. Uh, we'll do uh, a full scene with you and Timmy uh, in a minute. Uh, but Pen, uh, Perrin, and Victorina, what do you get up to uh, uh, on your evenings, shall we say? 
suggests that if Agrilad wants a little bit of time away from Timmy, you can always get Timmy playing with Temerity. Oh, I like that idea. Or yeah. chasing Temerity. Um, at the very least. Yeah. Temerity. Do you want to just make a... Uh, <laughs> That'll be fun for him. Just a vague animal handling check, just to see how well this goes. Oh, a vague animal handling check. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, I've rolled a six. It does not go well. There's a lot of scratches <laughs> oh, that happen. <laughs> Will you uh, stop poor scratching? Uh, Temerity tries to uh, climb up the curtains, I think, a couple of times. As long as she doesn't puncture the gas bag. Yeah, let's not mention that in front of, of the halfling. Uh, Perrin, what do you get up to? How does Perrin I relax? I think Perrin is taking this idea of ostentatious <laughs> outfits to heart. Having previously lived in incredibly simple ex-monk garb that they found in the monastery. And it's learning about fashion for the first time in their life. I think you do some consulting with uh, Vendos, the vending machine. Yes. Uh, who takes pity on you and uh, allows you one new outfit. Yes. Uh, and also Croc. I think the um, Heron will go to Croc for fashion. Croc advice. is very stylish. Yeah, Croc's... Um, yeah, he wears big too. jumpers, mostly. Um, Heron uh, doesn't know anything about fashion. Uh, Christmas jumpers. Croc just advises lots of big, comfortable jumpers. Um, yeah. What we're going to get jumpers. here is basically me as AIM, my personal style, which is very glittery, a little bit extra, and a big jumper pulled on top. So Big, big jumper. I, I really like Perrin's enormous ball dress Christmas jumper tiara combo. It's, it's so point. <laughs> and a crown of bones borrowed from... Um, I've never seen Perrin. anyone make a sparkly tiara out of bones before. Oh no, don't give me a new craft project. <laughs> well, it just goes to show you can make anything out of bones. What's the weirdest thing you've made out of bones, hey, Pen? Well, I don't know. I, well, I'm not such a crafty person myself yet. I keep trying. Yet. Maybe we could learn how to make a hedgehog. They're quite spiky, so you can use a little tiny finger bones. You know, what, you know what would improve the quality of your bones? Calcium. Just saying. <laughs> Where did we get that from? <laughs> I think Lisa was just looking on in horror at this entire conversation. Uh, so, Agrilad, uh, what have you been teaching Timmy in his first session? Well, lesson one is how to stand on one foot. Mm. And that usually involves standing on one foot while holding two rocks in the air for no reason whatsoever. Uh, yeah, he is standing on one foot, uh, holding these rocks in the air. He's going to make... Um, Constitution? I think this is Constitution for like endurance, isn't it? Probably. Uh, he got 19, so I think he does pretty well. Uh, he keeps looking at all the other sort of equipment in the dojo. Uh, what else would be in the dojo? Um, a hammock and <laughs> a small shrine to the great god Ek and the singing bowl <laughs> and that's about it. Do you have any nunchucks, Mr. Aguilad? I've got some black chucks. What are they? They're, they're like nunchucks, but they're made out of white pudding. <laughs> I would like to try those. Can, can I have a sword, Mr. Aguilad? We don't use swords. Can I have uh, a morning star? We don't use morning stars. Can I have a big stick? You can have a big. You can have a big stick. Ah, oh, you, you, one, one of your lessons when 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 there's got that third belt that that goes looking for your first whacking stick. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, he's slightly jittery. Cause I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit jittery. I've uh, had too many cans of Super Brew Extreme Sport. I got the raspberry flavour. Right, that's something else that's going to have to stop, lad. There's going to have to oh. start drinking proper drinks like tea. Specifically, oh. nettle tea. Is it Extreme Sport nettle tea? If that puts enough chamomile in it, aye. <laughs> <laughs> After a couple of hours of this, um, he finally sort of uh, gets to the end of the, the session, and uh, as you're sort of, uh, he's sort of wiping sweat off his brow, etc. Uh, he comes to you slightly sheepishly and says, um, "Can I ask you a question, Mister Aguilad?" I can always ask questions, just don't <coughs> always expect an answer. They said that you're an orphan too. Kinda, yeah. My folks died when the eagle fell out of the sky, and and the, the, the dwarves at the Temple of Great Ek took me in and taught me the ways of Ecky Thump. Did you... did you get to choose your name? Aye. Everyone gets everyone who, who studies the way of Ecky Thump gets to choose their name when they become a warrior. Well, I got to choose my name. Uh, at the orphanage, they told me, I, 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 and I picked Timmy. I, I, I named myself after my favourite character from Lord of the Rings. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, what? Tim Bonderbill, but Bonderbill, yes. There's a character called Timmy in my fan fiction, <laughs> and I named myself after him. Well, when 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 they gets the fifth belt, assuming you can fit all these belts on at the same time, they gets to choose <laughs> the the monastic name. Ah, is my name going to be Chickenfoot? That remains to be seen. They might have the mark of Long End, but that's got to prove themselves worthy of the name of Chickenfoot. Can, can I ask a, a question about Chickenfoot? D- does does Chickenfoot fight monsters? Chickenfoot fights injustice, which is the biggest monster they'll ever meet. What about demons? He fights the demons of fear and terror. What about vampires? I'm scared of vampires, Mr. Aguilad. Oh, vampires are easy. They just waves a mirror, of it, waves the sun at them with a mirror. A vampire killed my parents, you know. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, lad. If I ever see a vampire, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to conquer my fear and be the best chicken forever. Well, what that's got to realise is not all vampires are bad, just most of them. Oh, well, if you ever see a vampire, just let me know, and, and I'll come, I'll come and do a big stab with a big stick. Right, yeah, lad. I'll bear that in mind. Oh, uh, I've got, I've got a present for you, Mister Aguilad. I made a present for you. And he runs over to his uh, little bag and he pulls out a uh, a little wooden thing and he says, "It's a special flute. Uh, it's a kazoo." And uh, he hands it to you. And he goes, "I always hear it, Mister Aguilad. And if you blow the magic uh, flute of Timmy, I'll come running and I'll help you out." What happens if they get stuck down the well? <laughs> I'll never get stuck down a well. Oh, uh, so this is how um, Timmy is going to work as a game mechanic. Uh, once per chapter, uh, you'll be able to call on Timmy to help you out in a situation. Uh, so like if you fail a roll or you're struggling in a battle or something, you can use the chicken call uh, to summon him and he'll come uh, in, in a couple of turns time. Uh he um, he'll come and help you out for a, uh, a bit, uh, and then he'll start to wander off when he loses interest. Um, so in future chapters, uh, between chapters, you'll have a chance to like train him on something. And uh, what you'll be able to do is you tell me like I want to teach Timmy about strength or intelligence or charisma or you know one of the main skills, 
and then you'll do a couple of rolls to see how well you teach him and then uh, Timmy will get a score um, improvement but so will you because you're teaching him and uh, you'll you'll get uh, to improve your own scores as well as we go on um, will, they so that's... Be, will they be permanent improvements or just temporary? yes they will right. they will be permanent improvements uh, within reason uh, you can't do the same score twice in a row uh, you can't just do strength, 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 strength every time. Uh, you, you have to sort of diversify a bit. So that is how uh, Timmy is going to work going forward. Next morning, uh, Lisa, you find Lisa sat in the common room, uh, papers and scrolled spread around her. She's making notes and drinking a big old mug, mug of coffee. Uh, she looks a little bit hungover um, and she uh, waves you all over and goes, oh, Good morning, everybody. I'm supposed to do a briefing. Ooh. Sorry about the mess, but just move those ancient scrolls off the beanbag and take a seat, Perrin. Victrina, mind the haunted stone tablets. Mind the what, sorry? Haunted stone tablets. Why are you carrying around haunted oh, stone um, tablets? Research. Well, how are they I haunted? I shall move the scrolls. Ooh, uh, she goes yes. over to a flip chart and uh, it's showing a map of Scothan. <clears throat> so, Scothan. What do we know? Well, it's huge. Look at it. There it is. A big old place, high in the sky. The enchanted clouds hold up magical platforms upon which the cities and villages and towns are built. The capital, Skytopia, is built on the summit of a mountain. That's impressive, isn't it? Their big claim to fame is their healthcare system. Best in the world, they say. And she flips over to a picture of some uh, state-of-the-art looking hospitals and some like stock images of happy smiling doctors. Big exporters of healing potions and other medicines. Unfortunately, that's about all we know because it's so high up and hard to get to, not a lot of news gets out. Their delegates have been absent from the last nine votes in the GA. So, our quest is simple. Find the delegates, convince them to vote for us, and then pick up some of that cloud yarn I've been reading about. Any questions? Well, um, yes. Do we what? know why they haven't been turning up? Are they ill? We don't know. That's one of the things in our itinerary. That's a good word. Itinerary. Sounds important. Well, yes. What do we have to offer then? Um, well, uh, it's going to be a question of what they want, I suppose. Darnorth has a lot to offer, I think. We also do health potions, so maybe we could work together on that. We've got a rich cultural history and, Perrin, you can show them glitter. We're good at glitter. I was not aware of the importance of glitter in the international trade negotiations. Uh, it did surprise you. <laughs> right. So our task is this, find the delegates, find out why they haven't been voting, convince Simple. them to vote for us, in and out, quick job, no complications. Lisa, <sighs> you do know you're just talking to us and we're your friends. I'm trying to be professional. But you don't need to be so nervous. You don't need to be professional. You get nervous, then I get nervous, and when I get nervous, I bet, I don't want to get nervous, I'm an airship, that's... Fire happens. <coughs> oh, uh, yeah. that reminds me, Perrin. Um, Captain Biscuit said something about 
not blowing Oof. fire in the balloon bit of the zeppelin. Something about um, flammable on, gases. We're in a big bag of air floating through the sky, and the air catches fire if the dragonborn breathes on it. Oh, not uh, my breath is fine, but if I get too enthusiastic or worked up or anxious, well, overexcited, then I breathe fire. I sometimes can do it on control, and other times it just poof, happens, and then a forest does on fire. Maybe try very Sorry. hard not to breathe fire anywhere. Okay, Chuck. Okay. 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 Petal. Petal. Okay. Petal. Okay. Petal. If I try petal. Very hard, then I'm just I'll teach you first. some calming techniques. How's that sound? <laughs> okay. Uh, Lisa leans over to you, Aqualad. And I'll give you some buckets of water if you want to follow them around. That sounds like Just in case. Uh, over the intercom, you hear Captain Biscuit saying... Attention passengers, we are now approaching the Sky Kingdom of Scoffin. Please keep your hands and legs inside the airship and remain in your seats. Nah, just kidding. Look out the window, it's amazing! Aqualad, don't look out the window. It's really high. I'm, uh, I'm reading those scrolls, to be honest. Um... So, uh, Bessie bursts through the misting clouds, condensation trickling from the windows for a moment before it clears. And then you see it. Cities in the clouds. Spiralling towers hovering atop magically powered platforms. Some higher, some lower, all orbiting a central mountaintop capped with snow. Rainbows and flares of light dance across sleeping bridges that connect the various cities and towns. Uh, There's farmland, also, you can see in the clouds. Cultivated clouds, huge tracks of corn and fruit orchards, all magically held aloft. Uh, Pen and Perrin, you feel just magic tingling through you, almost palpably vibrating. Uh, It almost knocks you off your feet at first. Uh, How are you reacting? I I run over to look out the window. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like there, ready with the of water. water. I'm settling. <laughs> I'm settling deeper into the chair. The magic just makes me feel like I'm at home reading. Aww. How's Victorina responding to this incredibly magical I, sight? I'm, I am quite overwhelmed. It's been a long time since I've seen anywhere as magical looking as the. Probably not since I left home, actually. Um, so it does make me feel quite at home, even though it's like in the clouds and on air, the architecture is quite elven. Um, so it does make me feel very much at home. So it's kind of bringing back like childhood. I do memories. have to say, I'm very, I'm very disappointed that nobody is <laughs> shouting lapis. <laughs> Uh, we might get there. We might get to that joke. I, I spent half his life up a mountain. He's trying to figure out how the hell you you harvest crops on a cloud. Yep. Surely you just fall through the cloud. <laughs> magic. Ah, that's a thing that we might get Some to kind. eventually. Very strong magic. Um, uh, slowly, um, the zeppelin comes to rest on one of these clouds, and uh, a outside a small town. And Captain Biscuit says, "Just need to let the batteries charge." Won't take long at all. Solar rays unimpeded up here. So take a few minutes to stretch your legs. When she says stretch your legs, she doesn't mean literally. You don't have to actually stretch your actual legs. Well, I kind of want to now. You don't have to stretch them any longer than they actually are. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to be taller. Go, go. Uh, a crowd seems to have gathered outside the Zeppelin is kind of looking at it. Uh, You see a lot of feathers, as the majority are Aracocra. Uh, once you get off the ship and step onto the cloud surface, it's kind of like stepping onto snow. 
It crunches underfoot, but doesn't entirely give away. Uh, you sink a little bit more than the Arakokra do, uh, but they've got like hollow bones uh, because they're bird people, uh, and are you know therefore a bit more adapted to this environment. Uh, most keep their distance, uh, but a few children come up and sort of stare at you in awe. Uh, eventually, they start uh, running around and uh, jumping up and down on the various bits of Bessie that they can reach. Uh, eventually, some of the uh, older people from the town come up to you, and one old woman um, says, What manner of contraption is this? It's a flying gas bag. Uh, I was afraid at first, but seeing the children's joy, well, it's, it's been a long time since they had anything to be excited about. <laughs> you see some of the children running around. Uh, what do you do? I think I just watch for now. Uh, do you want to make a perception check then, Perry? Yeah. I've got a 15. For the 15, um, you notice that some of the children are running a lot slower. Uh, while a handful are flying, um, most of them aren't. Uh, their wings look a little withered and their faces drawn. Uh, the clothing that most of the people are wearing could be charitably described as charity shop uh, clothing. Um, you do see one kid, actually with 15, yeah, you do see one kid uh, sort of uh, almost trip and fall over, sort of doubled over. Uh, with uh, apparent pain. Uh, she's shivering. Uh, what do you do? I'd move forward to Aww. help her. Uh, she just says, It's fine. I'm just a bit... Just a bit queasy, that's all. Would you like something to eat? Oh, drink? if you've got something, I- I'll try it. I- I've got... Um, don't tell anyone, but I've got some new milk here. Would you like to try it? Okay. Bit? It might make you feel uh, She drinks it, and uh, indeed, she does seem to feel better. Uh, this person, this kid's parent, sort of comes to your side and says, uh, "I'm sorry, she's got a case of the crumbles. She's been uh, sick for months. Had to take her out of school. It's got so bad." Well, what is the crumbles? Oh, it's a degenerative disease of uh, of uh, the stomach and the bones, I believe. It causes you to crumble. Um, the, that sounds horrid. There, there, is, there is medicine. It's just. Well, it's just not in in the budget at the moment, you know. You you have to pay for medicine. Yes, yes, yeah. don't you? No. No, we're from Darnorth. We, we have socialised healthcare. Oh. Do you have any of it with you? I, I don't know if we have... All I, all I have is I have some, some painkillers um, and I have... Uh, there is a med bay on the yeah, ship. There is a med bay on the ship, apparently. There's a med bay on the ship, <laughs> which I haven't noticed because I haven't needed to use it. Uh, would you <laughs> like to come on the ship and use the med bay? A whole crowd of people who seem to have overheard this suddenly start rushing for the ship. Uh, Captain Biscuit sort of walks out looking quite calmly. Ah, hey, what's going these, these on? These people just want to borrow the oh, med dear. bay just for like... Um, quite a long time um just for just for a while just to get some medicine apparently they have they have crumbles well i don't have any formal medical training i mostly fix uh, welding burns or falling damage that's all right lass i'll go ahead and activate the emergency medical apparition <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know we had one of those oh wow i couldn't afford one of those i'm afraid <laughs> oh, all right you, you've got but you can you know, you can fix people. They've got your ankle lad. I mean, you can heal bruises, you know, chip teeth. And... I can heal my own bruises. I'm not so very good at healing other people's bruises. People's I can try, but I'm not very good at it. As you're um, discussing taking people to the med bay, you hear a series of roaring engines and a drone of propellers that are coming from somewhere other than Bessie. 
the Arakoka suddenly shrink back and the little ones hide behind their parents and guardians. As a gang of heavily armed people approach on black um, mechanical eagles that belch magical smoke out of their asses. Uh, they're wearing black uniforms and one of them approaches to the front and he's carrying a long staff of thunder and lightning and he says very very frightening very very frightening and he says oh dear oh dear we have report of unauthorized medical vehicle in this area oh no we're just a big old gas bag we won't be trying to commit a medical fraud now would you uh, i don't understand what you mean by medical fraud all medicine must be approved by mr Pfizer. And if you're not approved, well then, and uh, all of his uh, associates uh, draw weapons, you're nicked. The Campaign Trail Referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Penrigante, Joanne Hall as Victrina Crested Greed, and S. Naomi Scott as Aquilad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Martha Buckley was Captain Biscuit, Genevieve Savayan was Lisa Townsland, Dominic G. Martin was Mr. T, Kelsey Griffin was Lady Ruthven, and Louis Bernandez was the Green Lord. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can support the campaign trail by going to patreon.com forward slash the campaign trail. We have special perks such as becoming an MP, definitely really, and early access to episodes, and your chance to have your own D&D character appear in the show. You can follow the campaign trail at thecampaigntrail.co.uk, on Twitter at thecampaigncast, on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast, at soundcloud.com forward slash Corner, and wherever you find podcasts. So, until next time, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure.